1: Welcome to Money M.D., where the money doctors are in the house and giving out prescriptions for better financial health and making smart decisions with your money.
2: We give common sense solutions to your complex problems. I'm
1: Steve Marbert, a certified financial planner and an investment advisor with over 20 years experience providing financial planning and investment advice.
2: And I'm John Travis. I'm a Dave Ramsey local provider. I also have an MBA in finance and have been helping corporations and individuals with planning for over 20 years. And I'm Gordon Leppard,
3: financial advisor with Richard Young Associates. Good to be here today, guys. Yeah. It is a great good, day to be here. Good isn't it? Saturday.
1: Yeah. You know the football Saturday, you know? You just,
3: this is a
2: financial show. It we're not talking football. It doesn't get any better we than We don't this. talk Does football anymore. Fall, you know? What a
1: great
3: time of the year. It fall is nice. has officially started. It Yes, has. it is.
1: Football games have started. My, no, what, football games I mean, for most was, like three or four games. in season? most teams, teams are playing yeah. now. Most teams are three zero oh now. Guys, you know? We need, a, we need we to do. get on top. The, of the good, teams, the good are teams, no. teams are three zero. Oh. The, the yeah, good teams. There are a few teams that are
3: not three and zero. Three and zero. No. Some teams played JV schedules, not but you know. Oh, that's yeah. true. We did. We did. Yeah. You're right. You're you're absolutely right, John. In case
1: you people listening out there don't know who we're referring to, Carolina, I think, is like two and one or one and two. I wish we were two and two. Yes. Yes. One and two. Oh my
2: goodness. Yeah, that's wow. all right. Things things tend to switch during the year, wow. guys. Wow, so true. Just just a like the market
1: season, yeah. isn't it? That's right. Oh yes. Oh my yep. goodness. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway we have a great show. back to the financial <laughs> part. <laughs> yeah, we are excited to have you listen to us today. We are right here every Saturday from nine to ten a.m. and uh, yeah. you can catch us on the. Yeah, go to our website,
2: website. net. We have a uh, podcast that are. Uh, linked out there. So if you miss a show from a a past Saturday, you can certainly uh, link in with us. We also have a a link at the top right-hand corner that you can stream us live from uh, the comforts of your your kitchen.
1: Yeah, also pick us up on your iPhone, um, your smartphone. Mm -hmm. You can download the TuneIn Radio app, and um, we're right there. We're right there on iTunes with our podcast, just like John mentioned. So um, lots of ways to listen to The Money Doctors. No excuse for not getting your dose of The Money Doctors and our prescriptions this morning. That's right. Absolutely. Um, also, email us your questions. We'd love to hear from you. You can email us directly at info at net. Well, guys, I think we have an awesome show lineup up for today. Um, besides football, uh, you know, we're... We got some exciting things i mean this first topic i think is awesome because yeah. it's new it's exciting and it's a way you can save big bucks so we have a special guest very here. special guest <laughs> very special guest sarah hensley from our office and uh she's going to share with us her experiences yep. about scratch wireless
3: I, I it's an awesome topic. i hadn't heard about it before so that will be uh that'll be fun so yeah, she, she's our in-house communication specialist there, there you, you go, go. Yeah, it's
1: brand-new topics. I mean, it's a brand-new technology. It's going to be pretty cool. So we're going to follow that up with uh, some more
2: things. Yeah, we have a great article out of Consumer Reports. It's uh, seven money stumbles to avoid. And, and, guys, we talk about some of these topics uh, periodically, but there's some good stuff here that you want to listen into from beneficiaries to you know 401Ks and so forth. So it's chock-full of information.
3: Sure is, and then we're gonna follow that. Then up. we're then we're gonna uh, check on housing. How's ch- uh, housing doing? And right now, you know, according to this article that we're gonna take a look at, big question is housing back. Yeah. Yeah, it it may be on its way. That's a great topic.
1: All right, we're going to start off here, though, with the financial
2: fact of the week. Yeah, this comes from uh, the Social Security Administration. In um, 1983, Social Security Committee, which was chaired by Alan Greenspan, they implemented changes um, to the uh, system. Um, They basically uh, extended out the, the time frame from when you could get Social Security from 65 to 67, but they only affected excuse me, Americans that were 20 years or more from turning 65. So they had some time to to plan. You know, it wasn't like, right. you know, you're five years out, three years out and they right. change the rules on you. So I think that's good. I think as they, they make changes going forward, hopefully they'll give us a, kind of some windows.
1: I, I think they will. You know, I mean, they typically don't make things like <laughs> retroactive or immediately active. So I think anybody that's Older than 50, you're probably safe that you'll get your Social Security on Mm -hmm. time. But, you know, it's still at 67 for folks that are, you know, my age or or younger. So, you know, but, yeah, if you're 20 or 30, you know, who knows, man?
2: Who knows? And they also also could change the inflation adjustment. That's a way that they could impact people that are currently – currently in there
1: someday i think they'll means test it as well mm-hmm. so you know when you're doing your financial planning you just need to account for that if you're if you're young and you're you're 20 30 years from retirement you might want to discount social security a little bit you know knock 25 yeah. percent off of it something maybe like 40. that I was maybe, gonna maybe, say, maybe maybe a little better yeah exactly so uh it's a great financial fact though okay and that leads up to our first topic here which is scratch wireless um Again, we have our special guest Sarah Hensley with us this morning, out of our office. And uh, Sarah, we're excited to have you here today.
4: Well, thanks, Steve. Good morning.
1: Good morning. Yeah. And so we, I understand that you actually have have bought the Scratch Wireless for your household and are using it. And uh, so, to, so tell us a little bit about that. I mean, that's that, it's it sounds great, you know, on the surface. But you know, in general, what is Scratch Wireless?
4: Well, um, it's a free. So, uh, cell phone service, which sounds really too good to be true, so yeah, I wanted free. to try it out. You know, and we I tried like it out for free. about a, a couple months um, just to see what with our pros and cons. But it's uh, free calling, free texting, and uh, free data. Now it's free calling as long wow. as you have Wi-Fi.
1: Okay, mm-hmm. so you have to have Wi-Fi. So the right. calling is over Wi-Fi.
4: Correct. So it's kind of if you can imagine a an IP phone. So it's over Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. The texting. Um, is uh free anytime and you can use it anywhere because it's over the sprint network but okay. data and calling is over wi-fi
1: okay and when you say free i mean you got my attention there i, I like that word <laughs> free. Like, money doctors you like know free. i'll bet doug you know on the, on <laughs> yeah. the we call into he's gonna on this station he's gonna like that word too mm-hmm. so a defined free for me i mean nothing is really free is it
4: well Not exactly. Uh, You pay $100, and you get a basic um, smartphone. It's a one-time $100 fee. Okay. They send it to Hmm. you. They give you some absurd phone number from Massachusetts. They do give you an option to have a local number for an extra fee. It's minimal. I'm not sure what it was. We thought that a Massachusetts number wouldn't really matter.
1: Who cares, Uh, right?
4: Right. It doesn't matter. Um, So. But, now can,
1: can you, speaking on the number, can you transfer your own number to it? I mean, if you have a number?
4: No. no. Okay, so no, you're stuck with to, their number. Right. Okay,
1: do so you, a little drawback there.
2: Do you find the, the data response slow? I guess it's based on the Wi-Fi that you're connected to.
4: Right. Um, it is, I wouldn't say it's the best smartphone, but for what we use it for, it's really wonderful. You can't um, download a lot of information to it. It's only got, you know, four gigs of memory. Um, a two megapixel camera, mm-hmm. um, so, so it's, it's, it's just a, a basic phone, but wow, it's an for Android problems
3: there. <laughs> <know>. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, for
4: me, I have like, you know, 32 gigs and I fill it up in a couple of months cause I take so many videos right, of right. my kids and everything. Um, but, uh, it's an Android operating system, the KitKat operating system. Um, but it has access to the whole Google play, uh, store so you can download apps Um, So we actually purchased this for our children, uh, who are nine and seven. And my nine-year-old has started spending the night at friends' houses. And it's just kind of nice to know that I can send this with him, and he'll have a way to contact us. Um, And also, uh, my mother-in-law keeps them uh, after school until I get home from work. So she gets them off the bus and um, takes them, and she lives right next door to us. So it's It's just an easier way to contact my children. So I don't have to call my mother-in-law and say, hey, can you put the kids on the phone? You know, they have the phone with them, you know, at her house. And we get the most interesting text messages and phone calls. (laughs) And we have actually nicknamed this phone the uh, Tattletale Hotline. (laughs) So my daughter, (laughs) who is seven, she will call, you know, right at when she knows mommy's off work at 501. (laughs) Mommy, Raymond did this, <laughs> and it hurt my feelings. Or, you know, whatever the new title tale is. Yeah, of the, day. the day.
1: Yeah, that, that's funny. Tale of the day. Wow. So the phone is a hundred dollars. So you bought your daughter and son. Who all in your house? No, we done? just bought one. You bought phone. one. We, we bought okay. one just
4: to try it out, and we don't have a. We also don't have a home phone. We've gone strictly to cell phones. Okay. So at times. Yeah, we've done for that. me, that becomes a problem because I'll lose my cell phone, and then I have no way to call it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's been helpful for me, too. Um, but we just have one phone uh, for right now, and that's working out really well. So
2: how do you get the signal at your house? You have, a like, a router that has a Wi-Fi
3: signal?
4: Right. We have a Wi-Fi router in our house, and um, sure. the calls... I would say are not very clear. Sometimes they are crystal clear, and other times you call and it's you hear a a repeat. Mm-hmm. You know, you can yeah, hear an, an echo, echo. Yeah, there's, yeah, well, a, I there's get that. an echo. So we, we just hang up and on call my back. Cell phone.
1: You know, it's yeah. Mm-hmm. So now, um, so you have one phone. It's hundred dollars per phone. Is there any uh, delay whenever you're talking on it? I mean, whenever you're talking on, it, do you hear like you know? I'm thinking over the internet. You know, like if you're using Skype, you ever mm-hmm. use Skype? Sometimes yeah, right. there's a little delay, like you're talking on a walkie-talkie kind of thing. You have to, like, almost wait for the other person to finish. Is, that, is there any of that
4: going no, on? No, there's no delay. Only the when we start with the um, with the repeating of the, you know, whenever you're talking, you can hear yourself repeat it. So we just hang up and, and call back, and usually it's fine.
1: Okay. All right. So, so now what if, well, well, one of my questions is can you receive calls on it? Yeah. Can you, um, when you, in other words, I mean, you can call them and they have to be on Wi-Fi, obviously, to, to pick up the call, right? Right. Okay. But their phone will ring?
4: It will ring, yes.
2: Okay. Right off of Wi-Fi. And
1: the recipient.
2: That's cool. you, you're saying the recipient has to be on Wi-Fi? No. Okay. It's just you You have to be within range in order to get that. Okay.
1: The person with the phone has to be <coughs> right, on a right. Wi-Fi
2: signal. Okay. Yes. To get it. All right, well
1: this is a very interesting topic, and we're gonna continue this when we come back from the break. But if you have questions, you can email us at info at moneymd.net or give us a call at Associates 706 associate, 706-739-0725. seven three nine zero seven two five. You're listening to Money MD. We'll be right back after these messages. Stay with
3: us. Money, 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 money. Money.
1: money md or the money doctors are in the house i'm steve marbert a certified financial planner and i'm here with john travis who is a dave ramsey local provider and gordon leopard who is a financial advisor at richard young associates and we have our special guest here this morning sarah hensley from richard young associates and uh she is telling us all about scratch wireless and you know this is an exciting topic because i mean this is the way to save big bucks it's i mean I don't, I don't know about you guys but uh. cell phone bills if you have like couple of kids and you yeah. load them up with you know a, a data type you know phone <laughs> i mean the it's bill, very
2: expensive they
1: it, can add it goes quick. out the roof in a hurry and to think that you can buy a cell phone for a hundred dollars one time one and done mm-hmm. is unbelievable it really is you know and, and i realize there's some drawbacks and you know it'll probably get better with over time but still that's uh that's a great savings and we're all about saving money here on the with the money. Absolutely. Hey, Steve, that's
3: a good point. How long has this been out? Do we know? know?
4: I'm not really sure. We've been using it for the last two months. Um, I did read a blog on this, uh, before we, before we got it and they were reviewing the phone that we have. Right. And the lady had mentioned that there was a phone prior to this one, the cool pad arise. And they did a whole, you know, blog post about it. Um, um, but I, i'm really not sure how long this has been out
1: at least think, 2 months i
4: think it's, it hasn't
1: been a year i, was I mean say, i think I I this say is say brand less new. than a year <coughs> as well cuz we haven't heard about this and we're all over ways to save money here yeah, so it's good it really is you know um so so you said it's $100 per phone now what if yeah, you, you know, and you don't have to pay for anything if you're on Wi Fi. Just to, you know, so it's a smartphone, but it's a scaled down smartphone, an Android smartphone. So, you know, it doesn't have the best camera, two megapixel camera, I think you said. And, um you know, it's not the fastest phone, four gigs of of, of uh, memory, I think right. you said. So, uh but that's all fine, you know, particularly for your kids. Um, now, what if you're not within a Wi-Fi signal and you need to make an emergency call? I mean, what, what's the deal there? Can you, can you buy some minutes?
4: You can. You are on the, you're on the Sprint Network, and you can buy uh, what they call passes. Uh, there's a day pass. It's like $2. Um, so if you are in an emergency, you've broken down, and you need to make a call. Two bucks, you've got it. Um, they do have a 30-day Plan that's up to 100 minutes and you know minimal data. That's 6.99, and then 30 days unlimited data and calling is 14.99. Wow, so, that's a
1: pretty good deal. Yeah, so
4: I mean, when I look at my you know Verizon cell phone bill, bill versus the Scratch Wireless, I'm going. Oh, gosh. And we'd actually looked into getting a phone from Verizon for our children. But, you know, we looked at the little kitty phone. It's like a watch. And it's like $75 for the watch. But then you still have to pay the $30 a month, $40 a month for the data plan and all this. So, I mean, when you weigh it out... Uh, this was kind of a no-brainer.
1: Yeah, the heck, I mean, because even if you add a phone to your existing plan and they share your minutes, where they're getting no minutes whatsoever, you're paying ten dollars a month just for an extra phone on your plan. On most carriers, I believe that's the way Verizon works. I still, I believe it still works that way.
4: It's more than ten dollars. It's thirty. Well, yeah, yeah if you
1: get the data, if you <laughs> get a smartphone with data plan, it's thirty. So I guess my point is, if you're paying, even if you paid the extra fifteen dollars occasionally when you needed it for a full month of a voice, um, that's still a great deal. I mean, you can save a lot of money.
4: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah, And you you can purchase that a la carte kind of as needed. Exactly. Those passes that you're talking about there.
1: Exactly. It's the as needed part. Because most of the time when you're within cell range, you know, I mean, I noticed that we traveled internationally here recently, and you could get a cell signal, I mean, a a Wi-Fi signal almost anywhere. You know, if you're in a public building, just about anywhere now, they have free Wi-Fi, and it's becoming more and more available. Sure.
2: Most most so, businesses have it set up businesses you know, have
1: and, it restaurants churches so. um you know of course you have it in your home and you're making you know a lot of your calls from your home so you know that's a great deal now. What about the data? Did you tell us how much the data plan is if you if you wanted to get data um you know again let's say you're traveling you're not near a wi fi signal and you want to you know pull up the maps and get some get some mapping going uh do you know how much the data plans are
4: that goes along with the day passes so if you purchase a day pass two dollars you get um you know twenty four hours of calling you okay. only get like fifty gigs of data and then it gotcha. just goes you know up to the six ninety nine plan I think you get a hundred and then um for the unlimited it's truly unlimited
2: so you can buy some data okay gotcha. do you get a do you get a monthly bill do they send you no here? Wow, you just buy the phone and you just have I guess access. they bill
3: you as needed then.
2: Is right. That
4: they w- So if you were to purchase a pass, you pay for it right then.
3: Wow, okay. Oh. Gotcha.
1: Okay. Now, can you buy a better phone? I mean, do you have to get the the, the, the $99 phone or are there any options for better phones that you know of?
4: No, just the CoolPad Arise is available right now. Um, okay. We did receive an email saying that they were considering adding uh, different phones so you could have a choice. But you at this time, it's just the CoolPad.
3: Yeah, I bet they will. They're probably I mean, working a lot new. of yeah, a lot of kinks
1: out, and it's brand new. This has
2: got to scare Verizon. And I bet companies to death.
1: I bet it scares the snot out of them because I mean, you have to think. You know, all of a sudden, you know, these two hundred fifty dollars yeah. phone bills, cell phone bills, it changes get, the industry. It could. They could get cut down to fifty bucks. I mean, it's some real price pressure for the major players Huge. in this. Good. Yeah, so I like that. Competition is uh, yeah, great, absolutely,
3: isn't it? especially in this Cap- case. Capitalism.
1: There you go. What a great country living. Um That's exciting. Anything <laughs> else you want to tell us about? Would you recommend it for, for, particularly for parents with kids that that want a cell phone?
4: Absolutely. Um, you know, there are some drawbacks. You know, the call quality is not great all the time, but for the most part, it is. Uh, the one thing I did find out is that there is not a protective case for this phone. Which, if you've got kids, I mean, it's probably going to get damaged, which I'm not looking forward to. It hasn't happened yet, but they are working with the manufacturer to uh, design a case for it. Um, When we signed up for it, they did say that Uh, Because it is a free phone, or not a free phone, but free service, uh, you could have increased telemarketer calling Mm -hmm. towards the phone and advertisements. We haven't experienced that yet. We've had it for two months, have not had the first telemarketer, Mm -hmm. haven't had the first advertisement to pop up. I'm not really sure what they meant on that. Um, But yeah, and, and I would have to say the other drawback is that if you don't use the phone, for 30 days. You don't use texting, don't use any of the data, don't use any of the calling. They'll give your phone number away to someone else. Uh Oh, so you have to because they probably think you're
3: dead. (laughs) Well, that's (laughs) not hard these days,
2: you know, with texting and all that. Yeah, Yeah. that probably wouldn't be hard to maybe (laughs) maintain. So you'd
4: have to contact them again, you know, through your. There's a little scratch wireless app uh, on the phone. You'd have to contact them through that and get a new phone number.
1: Wow. Okay. Well, I don't think there's any chance of that with kids (laughs) not (laughs) not using the phones. Not mine, at least. I like it. um, Yeah, I
4: think it would be a wonderful option for um children for tweens and for seniors too that don't have any uh desire to be on social media or take mm-hmm. a whole lot of pictures they just want a phone and they want to be able to access the internet when needed
3: I have a couple options
2: there
1: that's awesome yeah. yeah well that's a great way to save money so appreciate you coming on and sharing that with us um that that's incredible something to watch scratch wireless yeah, no yeah sure big cost savings Okay, and that leads us up here to our question of the week.
2: Yeah, this question is uh, one that we get occasionally um, about the stock market, guys. I don't know if you've noticed, but it's been a little volatile lately. So sometimes we'll, uh, <clears throat> we'll see if people have questions from folks saying, hey. Uh, about like uh, Carolina football. Isn't it? Yeah, ooh, it's a little ooh, volatile. Right. <laughs> yeah, we're digressing here, <laughs> digressing here. But the question is, is can I get a guarantee rate of return of at least 5%? <clears throat>
1: Guaranteed, huh? Guaranteed, yes. Only 5%. 5%. Yep. Well,
2: don't like the volatility. I want to park my money into something on the sidelines and, um, you know.
1: Well, I have seen a couple of things out there, but you would not want to use them. Really? Such yeah. as? Well, such as, you know, you, you remember driving in Aiken. There's a sign that flashes on the side of the side of the road coming to Aiken on US-1. Yep. that says, like, 5% CDs or 5.5% <laughs> mm-hmm. CDs.
3: No, very okay.
1: well. Okay. Well, you know, what I think that is is somebody – you know, email me, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think those are are 30 years, 20- or 30-year callable CDs, yeah. which are also have a market value adjustment if you pull out early. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's a nasty product, okay? I mean, yes, it is a CD. Yes, it is FDIC-insured. But, you know, you buy that. You're locked in for 30 years. You pull out early. Interest rates have gone up If interest rates yeah. have gone up It's a lot of risk You know There's there are Particularly if they've gone down Since then Then there's a big market value adjustment There's a lot of risk there You don't want to get into that You don't want to lock in anything Where they can call it back But you have no way of getting out Without getting hurt
2: So you're telling me There's no risk free Guaranteed 5%
1: Not risk
2: free John That's yeah. the key That's the key You know
1: Maybe. Guarantee is a loose term You know Risk free Another whole whole well, subject matter And you know
2: There's risk in anything you invest in If you stay in cash I mean the risk is that you have inflation risk, right? Exactly. I mean, so there's anything that you invest in, there's a pro and a con to it, and it's just understanding what those pros and what those cons are. So there's really not a risk-free way of getting 5%. I mean, if you do something like that, you lose liquidity, kind of like what you were talking about. So there's liquidity risk. So really, as you're looking at different options out there, um, you've got to have different buckets, um, you know, emergency funds, retirement funds, you know, things like that, and they're going to have different risk associated with them. You just have to understand that piece.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, fixed income today, you know, we we all know 1% to 3%, that's pretty much all you're going to get, you know, with any kind of reasonable liquidity. So, um, yeah, 5% not there. Not yet. Maybe in a couple of years. Yeah, I hope so. With the yeah. Fed raises interest rates gradually, we might get back there. All right. Well, that leads up to our break here. But if you have questions, you can email us at info at or you can give us a call during regular business hours at Richard Young Associates at 706-739-0725. You're listening to Money MD. We'll be right back after these messages
3: and News. Stay with us.
1: Welcome back to money MD where The money doctors are in the
3: house
1: Steve Marbert, a certified financial planner i 'm here with John Travis, who's a Dave Ramsey local provider and Gordon Leopard, who is a financial advisor at Richard Young Associates along with us and we are going to uh, start a new topic here at the beginning of the segment here, and that is the seven money stumbles to avoid. Um, you know, these are great because, I mean, there are so many ways you can step in it with, with your money. And, you know, these are some real obvious ones. These are ones that we see a lot. Let me put it that way. Yeah, that's you right. You know, I mean, these are easy ones to that people don't even realize are happening to them. So, yeah, lead us off, John. Yeah,
2: this this comes from uh, Consumer Reports. And, um, you know, the first one here, it, it kind of starts off with a real-life story. Um, a, a lady's uh, she was 36 years old, and her children, four and seven, Um, And uh, unfortunately, their husband, uh, her husband passed away at age 40 uh, due to a heart attack. And um, she soon learned that he had not updated his beneficiary designations on his retirement plan after they had married. And his parents were actually the beneficiaries. So it was about $100,000. And unfortunately, the in-laws intended to keep it. Oh, my. That, I, you know, that's cold. Excuse me? Yeah. I, can you believe it? You know, even with wow.
1: with like a four-year-old and a seven-year-old yeah, grandchild, they they they're like go, saying, oh, forget you. We need the
2: money. They had to go to court to oh, prove wow. that the husband intended to change it. And, you know, obviously that was probably an easy decision in court. But, um, you know, those things happen. I mean, we we see situations like that. We read about them. And, um, you know, it's not totally unique. There's another uh, lady, Elaine Elena Blaney. She's a certified financial planner. And she's a part of the CFP board. Um, She recalls an older man whose son died before him. And the man never updated his will to include his son's widow and his child or his, you know, his grandchild. And so when he died, that branch of the family lost out completely. I mean, we see these instances in beneficiaries. I mean, life events change that, you know, kids being added to the family. We see a lot of families that are that are remarried and they come in with two family units. Uh, it can get very confusing. You know? Yeah,
1: money does strange things to relationships, doesn't it? I mean, you yeah. know, you start talking about a hundred thousand dollar beneficiary, and all of a sudden, you know, the old in law thing, heck with the, the relationship, kids, right? heck with the grandkids. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's pretty bad, but. You know, that's a stark example of how things can go bad if you don't stay on top of that. And, um, yeah, according to the survey here, 86 percent of the respondents said they had not created their will um And that the other, uh, and their other estate, they had not updated, I guess, or, Mm -hmm. or, yeah, it's actually hadn't created, yeah, their will or other estate planning documents or updated them within the past five years. So, you know, that's a big number. You know, within five years, you need to be updating them. And, but that's easy to let that go, isn't it? Um, but even even if nothing has changed in your life, I mean, every year you should go back check your beneficiary designations in your will, your insurance policies, your retirement plans, your investment accounts, like your four hundred one k. You know, you don't want to put the onus on on the financial services company to have that correct. You got to check it yourself and make sure that it's that it's yeah. right.
2: And you just got you've got to make sure everything's coordinated. I mean, you probably have four hundred one ks. You have bank accounts, life insurance policies, um, you have a will. Um, you know, a lot of times these documents are, are different. So look at all the documents, make sure they're kind of in, in line and they're kind of going in the same direction. If not, it's going to cause,
3: you know, significant issues. Sure is, right? yeah. You don't want to leave it to the state. Well, that and and withholding information from the family. You know, a lot of times, uh, sometimes people just get busy and they don't share Pertinent information. Mm-hmm. Um, as a retired psychotherapist who is also a CPA, uh, has a CPA practice, George uh, Michaelwitz of Bedford Hills, New York, he has a unique perspective on what can happen when couples don't have. Uh, you know, access to the information about, or share the information you know that they know. Uh, for instance, the widow of uh, one client, one of his clients, realized she knew almost nothing about her spouse's, you know, her husband's um, business when he died. Not even the name of his lawyer. Now that's mm-hmm. that's pretty important. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so when he died, she was left saying, "Who do I turn to? What do I? What do I do?" And that can create a huge, huge mess there.
2: That's right. You know, a survey shows that only about 40% of households, that only in 40% of households, did both spouses know where to find the details of their financial accounts. Um, You know, passwords are a piece of that. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I have... Yeah, you know, told dozens us. and dozens of passwords. So I've printed that out oh, yeah. and put it into, into our uh, where the wheels are and titles and things like that. So in only 30% of homes did both partners also share major details about the family finances. So, you know, the death of a spouse who controls the family money can leave survivors struggling to, to construct this financial puzzle. I mean, not only do you have to deal with the death... In the emotional piece of it, but then you have a financial crisis in a lot of situations. So, you know, an easy solution to that is to designate a safe, maybe a file cabinet, um, safe deposit box to hold all the important documents and and account access information. So, um, you guys, you know, communication is is key. Um, But what what we see when we look at the surveys is only 37% of respondents with adult children said that they have told their kids where to find important documents, accounts, and passwords. And two-thirds of the folks in their 70s said that they had a conversation, but a meager 35% of respondents in their 60s reported doing so. So, you know, communication, you know, I've had conversations with our kids. I mean, when when Tammy and I go on trips... Um, you know, we're on a plane. We're traveling. I've told the kids, "Hey, this is where the lock lockbox key is. You know, this is where all of our information is 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 associated." So, you know, it'd be tough on them. Uh, they would obviously rely on you guys if something happened to Tammy and I. But we do have a roadmap in there that that someone could look at: passwords, accounts, phone numbers, names. Titles things like that that would make it at least a little bit easier, so
1: yeah we talk a lot about having an asset inventory form mm-hmm. you know right. um, of all of your assets and. You know, that's just the the compassionate thing to do for your spouse, if nothing Mm -hmm. else, for no other reason. You know I mean? Have a list of every single account you have. Have the pertinent information, like the account number, the phone number, who it's held with, the approximate value, and update that once a year. So I go through in December, and I try to update our asset inventory list. You know, it's kind of a financial statement, but it has every single account, life insurance policies, and everything. You know that that has any value at all. That's yeah. in, in an account.
3: That's a great idea. Is that's
1: on there? Yeah, and, we uh,
2: have a forum that that um, we can certainly provide you. Kind of yeah. you know, gives you a summary and so forth. So uh, make sure you communicate, kids, parents, so forth. And uh, another one on the list here is botching your 401K. We see that periodically.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And when we say botching it, we mean not not taking it seriously and really building it up to where it needs to be. You know, Consumer Reports, they um, surveyed their subscribers. And what they found was that uh, a common refrain was that that people needed to start saving early in life. And they need to invest consistently and put the maximum amount into the retirement plan. You know, um, they they showed that, uh, let's say, 6% of their salary, then increased that to 10, then to 15. Um, according to this guy, Dan, who's 60 from Coral uh, Springs, Florida, he says when he got a raise, he would put half, half of his raise would go to his lifestyle. The other half would put away, and he'd increase his 401K contributions. But in their survey, two-fifths of the respondents with 401Ks and similar retirement plans said they were investing – only six percent or less mm-hmm. of their income into the retirement plan, you know, which is pretty dismal. I mean, we talk about this, um, you know, you need to put ten, fifteen percent. We like yeah. to see fifteen yeah. percent total savings going to, to you know, to yeah. retirement in some way, shape, or form.
2: And it, absolutely. And Dave Ramsey is obviously a big proponent of fifteen percent. That's his baby step number four of you know contributing fifteen yep. percent. If you can do that over a couple of decades. Uh, can the really results a, are, are are very very high. So
3: I think there's another issue uh, with people trying to time the market. In yeah, they, case. they they, they uh, also made some other points here. Said you know a large percentage of respondents to that survey uh, mentioned costly investment areas that included uh, buying or selling at the wrong time. You know market timing that we we talk about quite often. Um, you know, heeding this advice to invest at irregular intervals and hold over a long period of time. You know that that put them in a much better position um, to avoid those mistakes and to build wealth. You know in a less risky manner. Mm-hmm. So you know it's not saying that you're not going to have ups and downs. You're not going to run into some bumps, but it's going to you know be less risky long term. Uh, so you know, people invariably they try to time the market, and it just it hurts them; it kills them over the long over the long yeah. term. It's kind of like Carolina football right now. We're having some bumps, but long yeah. term,
2: we're going to be okay. There's a
1: little P- risk there. I'd, I'd say there's vulnerable. a lot of risk to yeah. having a losing season.
3: <laughs> a lot right. of risk. Hey, I don't know. I would be willing to almost put that five percent guarantee there. You might want
1: to <laughs> you might want to buy an insurance policy against that yeah. risk, buddy.
3: There's some volatility going
2: on in the Gamecock land, but For I'm sure holding, I'm holding firm. But yeah, the, trying to time the market. I mean we see the studies from Dalbar. Uh, it just doesn't work. It's not a valid strategy. People, you can't consistently do that over time, so. That's exactly right.
1: Yeah, yeah. You also need to check the fund expenses. You know, another thing they mentioned here yeah. is that 90% of people did not even check their expenses, their funds, or mm-hmm. take a look at their funds to review it to make sure it was reasonable. So, all right, we'll continue this when we come back from the break. But if you have questions, you can email us at info at net or give us a call, 706-739-0725. You're listening to... Money MD. We'll be right back after these messages.
3: Series.
1: Welcome back to Money Indeed. The right doctors are in the house. I'm Steve Marbert, a certified financial planner, and I'm here with John Travis, who's a Dave Ramsey local provider, and Gordon Leopard, who's a financial advisor at Richard Young Associates, along with us. And we are continuing our discussion here before the break, and that is the seven money stumbles to avoid. Um, out of Consumer Reports, mm-hmm. you know, this is a great topic because. There are so many ways you can mess up your financial future yep. without even thinking about it. You don't have to do anything; just yeah. you know, ignore
2: some Sometimes things. Sometimes not doing things is exactly is, you know, the, the biggest thing. Updating beneficiaries, we talked about that. You know, make sure you go through your life insurance, four hundred one ks, IRAs, and, and take a look at that. And it's tied in with your will. Um, not talking about financial information with your family, kids, um, parents, and so forth. Just make that a habit. You don't have to go into to details on balances, but, you know, where are things located, contact information, and so forth. That's important. Your 401K is a great savings tool. We see people not utilizing it, um, not saving enough, trying to time the market in there. So stay away from that. And then number four here on the list is is underinsuring your home uh, and your life. I mean. Guys, I mean, you know, this goes on to kind of tell a a story about a hurricane. Uh, Gustav, back in 2008, messed up uh, this couple's home. They thought the homeowner's insurance was going to come in and replace the roof. Right. Well, their policy read that it would replace replacement costs minus depreciation. Ouch. So they ended up having to pay tens of thousands of dollars. So look at your homeowner's policies. Make sure you're not underinsured. Life insurance, we're big believers for most people in term insurance it's very, very inexpensive. Um, you know, you can get a half a million dollar policy for a young person for 20 bucks a month. I mean, it is very inexpensive. Exactly. So it's yeah. something you need to make sure that you look at, go through, through, through your insurance policies, make sure that you're adequately covered.
1: Yeah, I mean, two other coverages you need to take a look at, too, John, are life and disability insurance. You know, I mean, term life insurance, as you mentioned, it's very economical nowadays, a lot more economical than most people think. Um, You know, working parents of, of young children, they should buy at least. Ten times their income is kind of a general rule of thumb. Mm -hmm. Um, But we recommend that you talk to a planner, you know, sit down with somebody and actually go through the numbers. Um, You can be a lot more sophisticated and get a lot better estimate of what you really need because it all depends on, you know, whether you have a home mortgage, whether you have kids to put through college. You know, what stage of life are you in? That's right. Everybody's
3: situation is different. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It really is. So those rules of thumb, you know, they're they're kind of a good starting place, but they're not where you really end up. You wanna be a little more sophisticated than that. And you know, use some online uh brokers, you know, to to get those quotes. Mm-hmm. I mean I, I run quotes on I think a telequote mm-hmm. is one of the ones I use where you can do it online with they don't you don't have to put in your contact information. You can just put in, you know, your age yeah. and some dummy information and it'll give you pretty solid quotes you know so there's a lots of ways you can check on that
2: absolutely and number five here on the list is not preparing for emergencies the stats say that 29 percent have an emergency fund that can cover three to six months uh, worth of expenses heard a stat on the radio this week that 30 million people dipped into their 401ks to pay for emergencies ouch Thirty million people. It's an insane number. It's, it's crazy. I mean, you so gotta
1: you, leave your four hundred and one k. If you alone. don't have
2: an emergency fund, you're either going to have credit card debt, or you're going to rob your retirement. It's one or the other. Yeah, that's right.
3: Well, and speaking of credit, you know, uh, don't ignore your credit report. You know, keep mm-hmm. an eye on that. And you know, consumers they can obtain a credit report each each year from you know the three major credit bureaus: Equifax, uh, Experian. And TransUnion free. Mm-hmm. So why not? You know, if, if, if you're not keeping an eye on that, there are some tricky things that can yeah. can be happening behind the scenes. In fact, happened to a doctor up in North Carolina uh, that this article kind of references, and they had no clue uh, what was going on with their credit, and the uh, office administrator was embezzling money. Yeah. They're half a million dollars worth. Mm-hmm. But they had not needed to borrow, and so, you know, as a result, they didn't check their Credit report either. So yeah, keep an eye on that. That's
2: a good one. And The last one here is is mismanaging debt. The average interest rate is about fourteen percent. There's thirteen percent of people out there that only pay the minimum due. You've got to make this a high priority. You've got to pay off debt. If you listen to Dave Ramsey, that's baby step number two is do the debt snowball. Try to get out of debt because when you get out of debt, you can then start paying yourself and start building wealth over time. So. Those are seven really good items that we see quite a bit. So um, if you have questions on it, you can certainly uh, reach out to us, and we'll help you.
1: Yeah, that, that's a good list. All right, and that leads us up here to our prescription of the week.
2: Prescription of the week, and we're going to get Sarah to, to, to a- answer this question for us. So, um, yeah, need to save some money, Aldi. Costco, Sam's. Do you do you shop at any one of those?
4: I don't. Okay,
2: where do you shop? Ouch!
4: At Kroger. Okay, ooh, you're out in the boonies, ooh, right? That was yes. actually on our list.
1: <laughs> yeah. Remember, a few years ago we did a we did the uh, comparison mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of shopping at all the different grocery stores around town, and the, the cost comparison, and the, the the comparison between Aldi's and Walmart to the one of the most expensive ones, which is one of the ones where you shop at. Sarah was a thirty percent savings. In groceries
4: Well, in my defense (laughs) When I calculate I didn't mean to uh, put you on the spot, Sarah When I calculate my uh, gas To get to the grocery store Because I live in Appling You
2: live way out And then
4: the points that we get towards our gas, gas yeah. by shopping at Kroger. She's done some analysis yeah, okay. over here. I like it right. it kind of well, evens out. Well, just I like do it. the math.
1: I'll just say do the math. That's we yeah, we that's do shop point. at
2: Kroger periodically, but I will say that that Sam's, we find tremendous deals. We're not a member of Costco, but Aldi as well is good. So you need to pick it for Aldi to come to Appleton.
4: That would be fantastic. <laughs>
2: there You've go. you got to have more than 300 people, I think, in the community, <laughs> though, right? Hey,
4: I think we have... 351. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Close.
2: Right. Very good.
1: Good prescription of the week. Good answer. All right. That leads up here to our last topic, and that is, is housing back? Gordon, I mean, it. it you know, it looks like we might have some signs of life here, right? We've, uh, you know, done the, uh, what, what do you call it when the doctor's
3: given the shock treatment? Uh, the, yeah, defib? the defib? The yeah, yeah. I think yeah. housing well, may have some defib. Might have been hit with here. a defibrillator there. Well, I don't know. Let's take a look at it. You know, it says the ability to get a mortgage has been one of the biggest obstacles to, how, to the housing market since the financial crisis. True? Yeah. yeah you know? it's, it's been much, much tougher to get a mortgage. So, you know, as only the most qualified borrowers were able to get a home loan, some of those things have changed, right, Stu? Yeah, exactly. I mean, outstanding home mortgage debts—one
1: of the in the U.S. posted a half percent increase. Doesn't sound like much, but a half percent increase in the second quarter of the year, um, and that's the first year-over-year gain in mortgage debt since 2008. Ooh, wow, got to celebrate so, that! Yeah, so it's ending one of the longest streets going back to 1949. Of no increases in mortgage debt, so you know not that we like to see people taking on more debt, but you know that's a that, that, that is definitely a good sign economically if the population's growing you 'd expect the amount of mortgage debt to be increasing mm, as well, sure. and we 're finally starting to see that happen
3: yeah, and this does strike us as a key turning point you know uh, for the u s housing market since it 's obviously much easier to support an increase in sales volume uh, when there 's more money available you know in prices with a growing pool of finances. Uh, Uh, you know, it it definitely opens some things up there. Yeah, it also confirms some of the
2: loan officer surveys that have suggested that mortgage lending standards are finally loosening at the same time that a stronger labor market um, increases the pool of people, you know, willing and able to go out and borrow. So, you know, in the aftermath of the housing market crash, which was sparked by lenders giving mortgages to just really anybody that wanted one, um, banks tightened up on their requirements for borrowers' credit history and income, and that's part of the reason that it's
3: been so gradual to, to come back because they had really tight standards. And sometimes, yeah. you know, that's not a bad thing. But, you know, near near the height of the housing bubble in late 2006, the medium credit score uh, for, you know, mortgages being originated then was as low as 707. And mm-hmm. so that, you know, that's that's pretty considerable now. Hmm. But um, the after the crisis – It was raised to seven eighty one. Wow! In the second, yeah, in the second uh, quarter from two thousand or in the second quarter of two thousand twelve, at you know as of this year second quarter, it's kind of come back down a little bit to about six. uh, Excuse me, not six, seven sixty four. Yeah, it's still pretty strong. So you know, still pretty strong, but you know, ranges and credit scores are from two eighty to eight fifty that they're seeing. So, you know, that's a that's a huge gap there.
1: So, it's starting to loosen up. That's a good sign, <clears throat> no doubt. You know, one more sign is that the labor market has added 1.7 million jobs this year. Um and so that should certainly help home buyers get back in the game because you know you have more lending as a result of more people working,
2: yeah one thing this article doesn't mention is the low interest rates I mean they consider continual uh, you know they're fantastic at some point that's, that's going right. to hurt the labor market or the uh, housing market, but right now, True. rates are still very low well, they're yeah. still trying to give people a
3: chance to get in the game, yeah. but
1: you know even at even at five percent, you know I mean historically that's a pretty decent home mortgage rate, so even if the Fed raises interest rates a couple percent. I don't see that deterring people that are ready to buy a house from going out and getting it. The question is, can they afford it? Mm-hmm. You know, that's the issue. And, of course,
3: higher interest rates mean higher payments. Well, that and are they going to sustain? Exactly. You know, they're, they're about to release some uh, data on this here soon, and we'll, we'll see if this is going to be sustainable.
1: It's good news, though. Good news. We like to see some positive things, and uh, yeah. especially in the economy. Speaking and housing looks like it's showing some life.
2: Speaking of positive, I think Carolina's going to win today. Do
1: you? Yeah. In
2: Central Florida, they're 0-3. So, yes, I'm predicting a win. I
1: think Clemson's going to hold it off this week, too. Yeah. 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 We have a, a bye week. A bye week. We need that.
3: We need to get back healthy. And y'all play a JV team. So. Yeah, we do. We do. It's, this week, hopefully, we'll just stay healthy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right. Good discussion, guys. That's been this week's edition of Money MD. Tune in next Saturday from 9 to 10 a.m. to hear more prescriptions for your financial health. Check us out on our website, MoneyMD.net. And email us your questions. We'd love to hear from you. You can email us at info at MoneyMD.net or give us a call, Richard Young Associates, 706-739-0725. Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend. Have a good one.
0: Yeah. We'll